Welcome back to the Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. And today, we will be talking about the Buffalo Bills at 7-3. and three. Let me ask you this question. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? At 7-3. and three. Take it for what it is. <laughs> We're going to dissect the Arizona Cardinals loss a little bit today. We will. A little bit. A lot. <laughs> And after, we're going to dive into the AFC East and just try to break down what's going on, what are the rumors, and obviously this hot streak Miami's on. Are the New England Patriots trying to rise back up to the top and surprise the AFC? I don't know. But I have a little bit of a prediction. And uh, we'll get into that right now. All right, guys, where else would you rather be than right here, right now, seven and three? So what we're looking at today is a situation where I think all Bills fans are generally concerned, right? And are also optimistic because it would be different if we lost that Arizona Cardinals game and we would be six and five, right? <laughs> Always teeter-tottering. Oh, the Buffalo Bills. So, let's dive into the Arizona Cardinals game and, um, you know, try to break down what happened, how it happened, and I'm going to try to do it as concisely as possible because I know we're trying to get over it, I understand, but uh, I'm going to give my opinion about it and uh, just break down some stats, break down what I thought the Bills could have done better, and um, so here we go. So, they were up at half, 16-9. Now, they're 5-1 and one when leading at halftime. Josh Allen went 32 for 49, 284, two touchdowns to two INTs. Then you have Zach Moss and Devin Singletary rushed for a combined 35 yards. 3-5. Let that sink in. <laughs> because on Thursday night, Seattle Seahawks running back Carlos Hyde alone, he had 79 yards on the ground. So, so in comparison, here is my opinion on the Buffalo Bills running game in comparison to the Seattle Seahawks. Because, I'm not, I, look, I'm not an expert, but what I am going to say is I do not think the Bills have confidence running to the strong side. I think they're terrified to run to the strong side. So, what teams are doing is they're bottling up the middle and the weak side. What that tells me is I don't think we have confidence in our fullback, and <laughs> I don't think we have confidence in the entire O-line yet. I do believe if Mitch Morse was in there, maybe we, sit, we switch Feliciano to, you know, to the right side. We do have some success on that side of the football. Now, could that be a solution? Maybe. But I think the Buffalo Bills are so comfortable with the lineup right now of having Feliciano on the left side with Deion Dawkins that they're just going to stick with it. And look, if you're going to ask me, I think 
eventually something's got to give here. You know, uh, Zach Moss has to start showing up. Devin Singletary have to start showing up. It's Devin Singletary's second year, and it's very underwhelming. And everyone's going to make a lot of arguments about, well, the offensive line is this and that and whatever have you. I get it. But look, there have been past years where running backs for the Buffalo Bills have done better with worse. So I'm not going to have it. Just needs to change. Get a better running game. You get better plays in. And everyone looks better. <laughs> Speaking of looking better, uh, holy smokes, does the receiving core look way better than last year and even the year before. In years past, I can't even remember when they were this good. Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, and John Brown combined for over 270 yards. Awesome. Now, what I do see is a reoccurring issue and has not gotten fixed. Dawson Knox, where are you at? Close to zero production from you, man. Now, I, don't, I, I get it. Some people are going to, well, he was decent on tape, you know, protecting. I don't know. I really didn't get into that. What I see is that this is a reoccurring issue. He is technically, in my opinion, I think he is a receiving tight end, and he has been very underwhelming as well. So I'm going to point this out real quick. I just don't think that the Buffalo Bills were outsmarting the Arizona Cardinals all game, aside from the wide receiver pass from Isaiah McKenzie. I think they were trying to pick and choose a lot in the second half, and it started to backfire. Arizona got back in the game. Josh Allen threw a strike to Stephon Diggs. It was a beautiful play. You wish that was it. Um, and then, you know, Arizona just starts to march back. Obviously, with a, with a you know, running back, <laughs> running back, with a quarterback like Kyler Murray. Yes, he's also a running back. Jesus. We allowed, him, <laughs> we allowed 61 yards on the ground, 5.5 5, 5, uh, averaging there. I mean, he, he was the running game, aside from Kenyon Drake obviously having 100 yards. I mean, when you have your quarterback averaging 5.5 yards a carry, it opens up your entire offense. Personally, I, I'm happy the Bills haven't been really utilizing Josh Allen in that way. I don't want him to get hurt. We're 7-3. and three. Let's keep him healthy. Let's focus on the running backs getting going, right? But look, when you look at the numbers, when you really dig into it, the Bills just couldn't stop the Arizona Cardinals, right? That's what happened. Now, I do agree with what Colin Coward said. I do not believe a Hail Mary makes you better. But I did not like the way Buffalo became mundane throughout the second half. Started in the third quarter, a lot of struggles. It was frustrating to watch. Arizona outscored us 17-7. 17-7. The Arizona Cardinals put a number on us. Then we scored it, you know, scored at the end of the fourth quarter. Big whoop, right? We we got to stop having these third quarters where we're playing abysmal. I'm gonna give you a couple examples. These are games we've won. In the third quarter against the Seattle Seahawks, the Bills scored three points. Seattle Seahawks scored 10. A game that we won against the New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills scored seven points. The New England Patriots scored eight. A game where we won against the Jets. The Buffalo Bills only scored six points to the Jets zero. We won that game 18-10. Here's another game. 
against the Las Vegas Raiders. In the third quarter, the Buffalo Bills scored zero points, and the Vegas Raiders scored three. You can't make these numbers up. We're leading at halftime. Why aren't we taking that momentum into the third quarter? Are the play calls just that abysmal? Are we playing that vanilla? Do we just not have enough things to call? I don't know. Maybe maybe you got to just give credit to the other team for making better adjustments than us. Maybe. But the numbers don't lie. Even in games we've won, our third quarter average has been terrible. I'm not making this number up right now. I'm going to give you the average number of points the Buffalo Bills have scored in the third quarter. It's three. It's three. It's three freaking points, dude. I can't make this up. How do you average three points in the third quarter? Here's the answer. You're one-dimensional. All the teams did was figure out how to stop or down the one dimension that you're doing well, which is the pass game. They slow down the pass game. This is the point of this whole third quarter average. When you hit the playoffs, your third quarter is your game six. Clay Thompson suffered another injury to his other leg. He's out for the season. But you know what made him famous? Game six. When it mattered. When it matters in the playoffs is in the third quarter. When you come out of that second half strong, you continue the success you have into the second half and you seal the deal. You're not scraping for a win in the fourth quarter. And let me tell you something right now. The reason you're starting to see teams that are surging is because of their third quarter play, their running game, and their defense. Let me repeat this this trifecta again. The Bills need three things to come together before we hit the playoffs. Third quarter play, the running game, and the defense. One more time for the people in the back. (laughs) Got to run it. You got you to gotta bring that momentum in the third quarter, and you have to have a stellar defense. That's what gets you into the playoffs and provides a strong playoff run. Look at what happened to the New York Giants. They got in there at 9-7. and seven, They got in there at 10-6, and six, but their defense and their running game and their third quarter play, they would just show up. They were competitive. So, and I'm talking about overall throughout the playoffs, right? We're not just we're not just talking about the fourth quarter madness that is Eli Manning. <laughs> so, look, guys, I I had to digest a lot about this game because it really has me thinking about what the Buffalo Bills could potentially look like if they fix these things. And let me tell you something right now: when the season started, I had them projected at 11 and five. If they fix these three things we may be looking at a 12-4 and football team going into January. So that's just my prediction. Now, 
going into the AFC East now, we got we got to talk about it because there's always going to be rumors. There's always going to be hype. Social media will always say this or that. Uh, analysts are always going to flip flop, right? But the one thing we do know is that the Dolphins are six and three, and the Patriots are four and five. The Bills cannot lay an egg, right? Going into the next couple of weeks, because the Miami Dolphins can easily, let me repeat that, easily go nine and three in the next couple of games. And the Patriots have the potential, I'm not saying easily, they have the potential within the next couple of games, the next three games, go seven and five. So, look, the last thing you want is Miami or New England to be at that record point and the Buffalo Bills to be at seven and five or worse, right? The Buffalo Bills just need to win the next three games. That's it. Get yourself in the playoffs get the pressure off your back, and then start to focus at the end of the season on how to seal a deal in the AFC East. Look, they're still going to have to play each other. Miami and the Patriots are going to have to duke it out. Someone's going to lose, right? They still have to play the Jets. So, and the the Jets, (laughs) look, you can look over them all you want. When you got a team that has nothing to lose, they'll make you lose. So, I'm not going to undermine them. So, uh, neither should Dolphins fans or Patriots fans. They've been... They've been really feisty as of late. Now, with that being said, and I'm talking about feisty as in, you know, with the AFC East. So, with all this being said, we got to talk about Tua, right? Break down Tua, Steve. Let me know what to expect from Tua. This is what to expect from Tua. Teams do not have enough tape. There's not enough tape on them. You can look up all the college tape you want, but Brian Flores... And all the talent they have in South Beach may end up utilizing him differently. That game against the Arizona Cardinals was, in my opinion, just, it it was like a Josh Allen versus the Minnesota Vikings game. You just saw flashes of what he could be. But there was a point where Josh Allen slumped really bad. And I wonder what Tua's is going to look like. Because that's what's going to shift the opinions about is Josh Allen the best QB in the AFC East or is it Tua Tagovailoa? Look, at the end of the day, when there's enough tape on you and they're forcing you to sit in the pocket and you have to deal with those hits, you're not, look, he's not going to be unstoppable. Russell Wilson is not unstoppable. People have figured him out, right? Take away his running game. Or if he has no running game, then he gets figured out, right? Kyler Murray, can he be durable? Because he got slapped around by the Seattle Seahawks. You look at all these quarterbacks that are reminiscent of what he may look like. I, I know he's a lefty, and you know what do you do against a lefty? Well, you make him run to the wrong side that he does not like to throw on. And that's to the right. Make him run to the right. Pressure him from the left side. So I'm, I'm looking at Tua Tagovailoa, and yes, his tape is impressive. It's impressive. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not. I'm not going to also sit here and say that the Miami Dolphins are, you know, full of a bunch of bums because they're not. 
We won 34 to 31. The last drive they had was kind of a fluke, whatever, but their defense has a lot of talent and they were new pieces, just like our wide receiver core had to get used to Stefan Diggs and whatnot. Um, and in that game, when you look back, uh, you know, it, it was against Fitzy. The end of the day, it was against Fitzy. This is going to be a completely different quarterback we're going up against. And Tua can either get really good in the next couple of games or he can slump really hard. That's what's so fun and, and, and exciting about talking about these, you know, up and coming, you know, quarterbacks coming out of the draft, whatever. You know, oh, when their time comes, are they going to shine or are they going to slump? Everyone's just waiting for the Browns to move on from Baker Mayfield and look, he was the hype of the town, right? Got OBJ. And on the other side of the lake, you got, you know, Josh Allen with Cole Beasley and John Brown making more noise and getting the Bills in the playoffs, right? So what I'm looking at overall is a lot of hype. And yes, there are some flashes of what Tua can be. But I'm going to say when he plays the Kansas City Chiefs, it's going to show what he's really made of. The Arizona Cardinals didn't have really close to any tape on how to stop him. So they just had to figure it out throughout the game and at halftime. So the reality of the situation for the Buffalo Bills is we just need to win the next three games, silence the doubters. There's going to, well, at the end of the day, there's always going to be doubters. Believe me, there are way more doubters now since we lost at Arizona. Way more. And there are also some unexpected believers, Colin Coward. Yeah. Sent a tweet out, got retweeted, went viral. It was like, holy smokes. Got people believing. Yeah, you need to still believe in what's going on. The Buffalo Bills have something special going on here, and this bye week is going to be huge. Let me remind you, I am an advocate for the Italian Stallion. There would not have been 61 yards on the ground for Kyler Murray. Neither would he have averaged 5.5 yards. He would have thought twice when he saw Matt Milano barreling towards him. Because Matt Milano will not get fooled on that read option. Fool me once, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I know everyone's going to talk about that tape. And now he got his ankles broken. Whatever. Lamar Jackson was just a freak last season. Now look at him. Figured out. The Buffalo Bills exposed Lamar Jackson in that game, by the way. The Buffalo Bills were the defensive recipe on how to stop him in the playoffs. Let, make no mistake. Make no mistake. Which leads into my next point. Make no mistake about Sean McDermott dominating Bill Belichick again. Make no mistake, he will be ready. Make no mistake, even if the Patriots will be, you know, may be surging when they face the Bills again, Sean McDermott will be ready. So where else would you rather be than 7-3? and three? I'll tell you something right now. <laughs> I have not felt this optimistic after a loss and I don't know how long. So I'm going to stay optimistic and I'm going to believe 
that the Buffalo Bills are going to make adjustments. They're going to reload, and they're going to come in to the next six games of this season, and they are going to dominate. So, Steve, you're telling me all the Buffalo Bills really need to do is fix their third quarter play. Yes. And how you fix your third quarter play is by getting your running game going. Stop being one-dimensional. It's gotten you to 7-3. and three. Awesome. Great. I'm proud of that because that was the big question this whole, you know, offseason was can the Buffalo Bills start dominating through the air? Yeah, we can. Now, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss need to start showing up. Dawson Knox needs to start catching the freaking football, getting separation, becoming the tight end. We know he can be. He showed flashes of that. It's small things. But if we fix these things, I guarantee you the Buffalo Bills will end up looking 12-4. and four. Who knows? 13-3. and three. You make the prediction. You make the prediction. But hey, guys, thank you so much for joining me again on the Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast, always proud to rep Bills Mafia and always proud to represent all the veterans out there. I'm an Air Force veteran myself. I know I haven't said that in another podcast, but uh, I'm doing this on my free time, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And uh, I appreciate all the love from the past Veterans Week that we had. And um, look, I'm looking forward to just great fan interaction as it has been. And I'm looking for the Buffalo Bills to make some noise, baby. Let's do it. Let's make the adjustments. Let's reload. And let's win and get back in the playoffs.